What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people of ACC country? We are doing two live episodes today. The first of which is with my main man, Brian Smith. As you can see, our hair quota went way down when we got Candace off the show, but that's all right. That's all right. My main man, Brian Smith of Locked On Knows, has been doing this recruiting game for a while. He's been doing this ACC game for a while. So he and I are going to chop it up about the surprise teams, the teams that we look at and say, you let us down, brother, and the players who fall in those same categories. Brian, you ready? Let's get to it, brother. This is good stuff. All righty. Well, stick around. We'll get to all that more on today's episode of Locked on ACC. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, today's episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicles. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, Brian, we're in to the season enough to where almost everybody has played one conference game. Almost everybody has had a measuring stick game, even if they ain't played a conference game yet. So I want to ask you at this point in time in the season, who has been the biggest surprise in a, Oh, they're playing above their heads kind of way for you. Probably Louisville. Their schedule's not as tough as mm. some of the other teams, but here's the biggest thing. You've been on teams that have had experienced staffs, experienced coordinators coming back and not. You know how little fun spring ball is when it's a new defense coordinator yeah. or it's a new D-line coach. It's There's no friendly because there's only one way through and it's starting all over. Well, they've got a new coaching staff. they got a bunch of transfers, including a quarterback. Their running back is just murdering people. Uh, that means your offensive line, even though they got new guys, have figured it out. Yeah. Their passing game, they had a quarterback that throw for five touches. They've done things that aren't normal for a first-year staff, and that I give them some kudos for. ACC is kind of weird on how the schedule works sometimes, and this is Louisville's year. They miss out on a few games. Like, they don't play Florida State. Kind of yeah. helpful. Don't be shocked if they end up at least going into the last weekend of the season in contention to go to the ACC title game. You know, John Jordan, has. I, I thought he was going to be good. I thought it was going to be good this year. 9.6 a carry? <laughs> yeah. I looked at that stat the other day out of the running backs in the top 10 in the nation, like 50-plus carries or whatever. Yeah. Number one. Look, yeah. there's no shortcut there either. He's really good. He's not good. He's really good. And, and the crazy part about him is when he hits that hole downhill, it's just like, oh, well, we thought we had a shot today, boys. As soon as he hits that hole downhill, <laughs> if you give him a crease, he's going to show some skill. He's Katie Dids at the doorstep, strike up the Louisville, uh, the Louisville fight song because he's he's there. Throw the L's up, then the end zone. It's a parade inside his city at that point. So uh, I 100% agree. Louisville has played out of their head so far. Do you think they can sustain it? Do you think that this is something that, I mean, I know obviously 
nine yards a carry or 9.6 a well, carry you're beyond Heisman at that point right like that's that's <laughs> a he ever does nine and we're in the in the middle of November having this conversation he went in a Heisman Oh, winning the Heisman is an understatement. We're, we're having a conversation about, is this one of the greatest college seasons of all time? With the way that exactly. the game is today, if we don't see running backs outside of Wisconsin maybe go for 1,800, you know, yeah. 2,000 yards. If he carries this throughout the season, brother, you got whatever you want. And not to mention, through the air against Boston College, one reception, 75 yards, one touchdown. So, <laughs> you know. The the guy he's he's a freak. He's showing out. He's doing all these crazy things. So tell me this: Do you think that they can sustain this level of play throughout the season? The only problem I'll have, and I'll give their coaching staff credit again, they figured it out. It's hard to adapt that quickly, and the yeah. players are adapting too. But now there's film of it. Mm-hmm. How many times that you as a player you going up against a team, especially somebody that's smath mouse and they you know running GT or inside duo, whatever it is. Yeah. Once that film's out, teams are going to adjust and their schedule is going to ramp up a little bit. Do I think they're going to run the table in the ACC? No. Plus, they got to play at Miami late in the year. That's going to be a great game, mm-hmm. by the way. But I'm guessing they're going to have no more than two losses in the ACC. It's again, they don't play Florida State, so they can't lose to them. And they play Miami late. They're going to have their packages. Everything they do is yeah. going to be set. Yeah. Sustain is a very relative term. How many people in this country thought they were a nine and three, ten and two team before this year? Oh, I think it was very limited. Outside of outside of Louisville, I think it was very, very limited. Yeah, because that's where we're yeah. like right now. If they finish worse than nine and three, I'd be kind of disappointed because offensively they're, they're rolling. Yeah, we yeah. knew that he could get this guy. Like he's an offensive mind. He played quarterback and all yeah. that. It's just hard year one. Getting, I mean, it's difficult even for defense, which is easier to pick up than oh. This is fast. I was part of Doran's first ever recruiting class. We went three and nine my first year. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't none of this. It wasn't none of this. It, it's it was hard. a much, much different time. So let me ask you this. I Because my team personally, a team that I, I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, they're, they're for real. The Duke Blue Devils. They have mm-hmm. shown up and shown out. Fun stat about that Duke team. No team all year has driven the length of the field on them, on their starters. Not a single team has driven the length of the field on their starters. The only touchdowns that they've surrendered have been off a muff punt, and I believe it was like a a turnover on downs or something like that that happened earlier in the year. Those are the only touchdowns that anybody has scored against their first-team defense. They might have just been a muff punt. I got to check that to make sure. But I know for a fact no team is driven from their minus territory to score a touchdown on, on Duke's defense. What do you think about what the Blue Devils have done so far in getting college game day this Saturday for the first ever time to Wallace Wade? Brian, are you buying the Duke stock or are you selling? What's going on? I don't think they're going to be sustained based on who their next four games are. I got to mm-hmm. see that depth. Notre Dame is going to come downhill and they're, they're going to be pissed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me give a shout out to the guys that are going to tackle attempt to tackle number seven this week. Big old S3. Better them? Yeah. I mean, mean, look, they're going to be angry. If they beat Notre Dame this week, I'll believe. I don't believe yet because I got to see them against better competition. Mm -hmm. But they're so fundamentally sound, they never beat themselves. Your point about you don't give up no drives of 50-plus yards or whatever unless you were just ridiculously sound. Yeah. But now can they stop several NFL players, especially the – arguably the best left tackle in the country, and they're just going to come right at them. Yeah. I, I, I got to see that. 
Yeah. But if they do that now, then you can talk about them maybe going to the ACC title game and be a top 10 team because the quarterback's yeah. dope. I mean, you know, everybody that doesn't know, know it now. Riley Leonard will play on Sundays, not just make a roster. He will play on Sundays. And, and for those who – a lot of people who are detractors of Riley Leonard and his Duke team say, well, he's only throwing two touchdowns on the season. He's only throwing two touchdowns on the season. Watch their games. Mike Elko is keeping that playbook. He's keeping it more vanilla than the plainest of Briar Vanilla Ice Cream. And he's cream. saving it for this – That's Leonard what I'm saying. He, he coached going, Notre Dame. This game means something to him. Yeah, yeah. This game, this game, we're gonna see it open up. We're gonna see Riley get into some more intense concepts. If you watch the film from last year, Riley was lighting it up through the air. One of the most prolific passers and runners, one of the most prolific dual threats, shall I say, in the country. So, you know, I, I think that there's definitely a case there in terms of hey, this there's something going on in Durham. There's something going on in Durham, and there's you know, I'll be at that game Saturday. I, listen, I, I'm not going to be at college game day. You know what I mean? That, that's too much too much ball for me. Too much in-person ball for me for one day. But I'll be at that game uh, Saturday, and, and I, I'm I'm going to have a very good time kind of watching that matchup because this is, as Migos would say, this is big on big. You got Dwayne Carter in the trenches being a defensive lineman that's going to play on Sundays. I mean, he's one of the best interior pass rushers that you have seen recently, and – He's got a lot of juice to stop the run. Normally, when you got guys who can wiggle like he can on the inside, you think to yourself, oh, man, all you got to do is throw a, a double team at him, throw a platform block at him, throw a power scoop, power scrape. He's done for. Not him. Not him. He's the guy that's going to hold his ground. He's going to stand where he's going to stand, and he's going to stand on business in the middle of that defensive line. And so, like you said, you go up against that mighty Notre Dame offense. When those Golden Domes are coming downhill at you, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be physical. And if you're not ready for that physicality, now you're asking your DBs to get involved. And once you ask your DBs to get involved, now you're going to see the back of Golden Helmets and, and they throwing the ball right over your head. I'm an NC State grad. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. Okay? So with that in mind, those are our teams that have shown up and showed out so far this year. But don't worry. We're going to get to a couple more and some that let us down a little bit so far this year after a quick word from our sponsors. Folks, let's make one thing very clear. If you're missing the syrup for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer, guess what? DoorDash Grocery Delivery can get you what you want right when you need it. You're going to love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash Grocery Delivery. You can stock up for the week or just order a last-minute craving, a thing or two. If you burnt your last piece of toast, if the avocados are going bad, you know how bad avocados go. You open them things up and they're done like that. You know what I mean? If bananas ain't ripe no more, they went a little fast ripe. Don't worry about it. Try the grocery delivery from DoorDash. The DoorDash is your trusted place to deliver your favorite restaurant's food, and you can get groceries as well there. If you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Plus, easy substitutions right on the app and the best-in-class customer support help DoorDash deliver groceries exactly how you want them. So get 50% off, 50% off your first order with DoorDash Order Up. Just order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms do apply. That's 50% off of up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code 
Locked On College. Don't forget, that's Locked On College for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So, Brian, let me ask you this. What team so far this season have left you underwhelmed, uninspired? Just, eh, if, if we're talking about buying the other stocks, you shorten this one because you know it's only downhill from here. Who Whose stock are you short? And I hate to see it because I like their style of football, but Pittsburgh is just disappointing, man. Mm, mm. Look, the quarterback wasn't playing well. Andy got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good sign. I mean, that is generally bad news bears right there. That's that's number one. And I mean, we can pick on some others, but I just expect them after a couple of years ago, they won the league. Yeah. Now they're giving up 40 points. I mean, yeah. I don't the- I don't understand what's happening. Your defensive guy, you tell me why their run gap fits are just random. You tell me why guys are running open in the middle of the field. These are things well, that Pittsburgh prides themselves on. And what's going on? Well, I, I think one of the things that I think is fairly interesting is if one thing that I like to look at a lot is I and I can't remember the website, but they used to like do the um, yards per snap allowed and then yards per snap allowed before 60 and after 60. And I would love to see that split for depth. Pittsburgh because I feel like it's depth and that offense is, is pissing down their leg. The reality is a defense can only hold up so long. They got scholarship guys on that other side, too. They got at some point in time, at some point in time, if you keep dragging them out there, and we all know what Narduzzi's gonna do, he's gonna come downhill, it's gonna be intense, uh, it's gonna be man coverage, cover four. We all know that about Narduzzi. Man coverage, cover four, press cover four. That's what he's gonna do. That's what he's gonna do all day and tomorrow. It's not a complicated scheme, it relies on having Larry's and Joe's, and it relies on them uh reading their keys, being good at that, but it also relies on an offense to some extent keeping them off the field to keep them fresh. Because while Pitt always puts a lot of guys in the league, they need time to develop those guys. They normally don't recruit four and five stars to Pitt. That's just not how it works. And if you're not recruiting four and five stars, that means generally, at least generally speaking, you're not going to have guys that are physically ready for college football when they first come in. So if you're playing 80, 90 snaps with guys who are, it doesn't matter who you got. It don't matter if you, you know, Unless you have a bona fide five or six NFL guys and a couple pro bowlers on your starting lineup, you do not want them playing that much. And even if you do have that type of lineup, you still don't want to play that much. So I think that that could be a potential problem here. But I agree with you. I knew that Phil Jakovic was a little bit of a front runner. That wasn't a surprise to me. I knew that he was the type of guy that when things don't go his way, he was going to be a little bit upset and he was going to kind of whine and moan and all that good stuff. We've seen that. We saw that pit. We, I knew that was going to be a thing. But I said, you know what? If he's a front runner and he's going to pit, he'll be all right because they'll be in front a lot. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head saying, oh, man, this is this is tough. This is a, a real, real tough situation. Ugh. So, you, know what, you know what he is okay. this year? He's 51%. Ugh. Ugh. Well, the there's no ones. way around it in today's era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when your passer when your completion percentage is comparable to Joe Namath, you got problems, brother. You got problems. He played in a much different game. The ball was shaped like a basketball back then. You understand? It was it was a very different time. They weren't supposed to be completing those passes. Okay, you were supposed to get a seal here and a seal here and run it in the alley. That's what you were supposed to do back then. You know. So I digress. 
tell me this. Are there any players that you look at? Because you do scouting, you do personnel, you do the guys who, you know, individuals more so than teams at times. So tell me this. Who are some guys that have made themselves some money so far this season? Uh, top of the boards, Tyler Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. He went from a guy that was hurt twice last year and like on nobody's draft board to he's number one on pro football focus right now of all quarterbacks, 94 yeah. point something grade. Yeah. Look, I've been on the field to see them a couple of times. And that is, that is, I don't know what happened. You got to give Shannon Dawson their OC some credit, but like he's throwing just money balls. Mm-hmm. Ask AM secondary who he just lit up like the 4th of July. Uh, they got Georgia Tech next week, and then they go to Chapel Hill. I'm sure we'll talk some more about that in a week or two about that game in Chapel Hill because that'll be as good a quarterback battle. I mean, Drake May is Drake May. I, that's yeah. kind of yeah. self. If you don't know who he is, you're in the wrong podcast. By the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Drake May is going to be top five picks. So. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. A young man that just keeps making himself more money by the week, and I'm surprised you didn't go with him because he's he's your team. He's one of your boys. Keon Coleman. We yeah. knew he was good. Everybody knew he was good. Everybody he knew did. like, oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty good. He's he's gonna help their offense. He'll be a great number two to Johnny Wilson. He said, number what to who? Yeah, no, he's got no, no, six no, no, touchdowns. He's got, no. Johnny doesn't have one yet, by the way. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and six. <laughs> and and not only not only that, and you know, we're not going not to disrespect Johnny Wilson or anything. Johnny Wilson at times struggles to make the mundane play. He makes the superstar play. I know, it's that, crazy. He get, you throw that fade ball to him 40 yards down the field, he's going to dunk on somebody. That's what he's <laughs> going to do with this thing. That's, you know, he's Dwight Howard in his prime. But you throw him that little five-yard curl route, he could be wide open. And that thing just, doink. It's just not going to happen. It's just So, you know, Keon Coleman, on the other hand, the man that's caught everything that's been thrown his way. He's like 7-11. He's always open. And then when he gets the ball, Good luck getting him on the ground. Good luck. More parts of when he when he jumped over that young man from from uh from Southern Mississippi, I said, What hold on? <laughs> he made that kid look bad, but I you're mean, not supposed to be that young man got a family. He got a family <laughs> watching this game. They probably said, Ooh, my baby finna make a big hit. And now that you know, he got a mama too, Keon. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know you're trying to do right by your family, but that young man got a family too. As us, oh my God. But very seriously, when I look at guys like like what Keon Coleman has done, it's it's amazing to me and to see that because he was a a somewhat known commodity, somewhat unknown commodity. Because you know, you say, well, the Big Ten, they're known for running the ball, they're known for physical defense, they're known for ugly games. So you're not thinking that you know he's gonna be ready to come in and, and absolutely dominate. But I'll tell you another guy that we talked about earlier in the show. We saw a lot of them last year. And this year he's turned into a whole new animal. Joe R. Jordan, what has been the key to his evolution to coming from a guy that's like, hey, he's an all-purpose back. He can do a little bit of everything. He's a smaller guy. You want to get him on the perimeter. To all of a sudden, up the middle, on the perimeter, throwing the ball in the passing game. You t- he touched the ball. That's primetime TV. You got to sit down. And whatever you're doing, if Louisville's offense is on the field and Mr. Jordan's on the field, you got to sit down and watch. What is it? I just think they found confidence in him in, in fall camp and said, you know what? We're just going to – again, that's a new coaching staff. And yeah. they just decided they're going to ride him, and he's, he's delivered for them. That may Absolutely. be the biggest breakout player in college football. You could Absolutely. make that argument. 
Because again, he's averaging over nine yards a tote. Yeah. And I believe that That's he's uh I want to say he's I want to say he's matched his career touchdown total already this year. And that's <laughs> it, 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 it's I'm I'm not kidding that if you look at what he did in these past in these past few games, I mean it's absolutely insane to look at because when you talk about his career up to this point, I want to say he had uh five or six touchdowns in total. He's got six on the ground already, one through the air. So actually he's exceeded his career total already through four games this season. And it's not like this is a new kid on the block. This ain't like Castellanos from uh, Boston College who he hadn't played a lot, right? This isn't like Calandria from Virginia to where this is a guy who was slow dancing at prom eight months ago. This is a guy who's been in college football since before COVID. That's how long this guy's been in college football. And something has clicked. He's figured out something that has helped him be absolutely dominant. We're going to close this thing out the only way we know how because – for everything positive, you you know us. We got to bring in something or somebody that's let you down, that's wet the bed a little bit. And we're going to do that right after a quick word from our sponsors. Folks, I've got a word for you all from Jace Medical. I need you all to get the Jace case because this thing provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form And in some cases, jump on with a quick call with one of our board certified physicians and get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment related questions. Doctor created and doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultations and care. Trust me. It is very, very simple. You don't want to be in these moments of pain or or distress without it. So get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. By the way, Jace Medical is J-A-S-E medical.com. Go to jacemedical.com and again, life-saving antibiotics available to you all that you can get $20 off of just by using the the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at jacemedical.com. So, Brian, before we let you go, please tell me, some of the players that you've seen this year that you're just like, where's where's the goods? I was hoping for you to deliver. I thought so much. What's, What's happening here? Um, I'm going to go with two guys on Clemson. They're both good, but they're not what I thought they would be. One's the kid that I just thought was great as a freshman started there. And that's Tyler Davis, mm-hmm. uh, the nose guard. He's a good player, but he hasn't gotten yeah. to that. Clemson's expectations. And maybe this is just me. Their D line rep over the last yeah. half dozen years is as good as it gets. I'm not saying he's not a good player. Cause that's not true, but I thought he was going to be that guy. Got, got Dexter Lawrence, Brian Brissey level of yeah. like, Oh man. And he's, he's wrecking all reps. Yeah. yeah. He's getting the reps, but he's not dominating, and it doesn't help that they're two and two. The other one, I, I've argued with people because I saw him in high school, and I knew he was going to be good. I thought he'd be a little better than he is so far. He hasn't been as clutch as Cade Klubnick. I think he's still on the right path, but he's a super smart kid. I thought he would take that next step and be really good by midseason. But that play against the Loach, when he came from depth mm-hmm. and hammered him. like He didn't have any pocket sense. That gives me pause. Clemson could be eight and four, seven and five if they keep on this path 
Like they just find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. And there's no way that roster should be there. And I know I'm picking on the team that gets spotlight, but that drives me nuts because they should be better than they are. You know, and I'll tell you what, I don't think that his coaches are doing them any favors in in terms of of Kay Klubnik. You know what I mean? Like Xavier Thomas has finally come on. The light is finally clicking for him. And yet we can't get Tyler Davis going. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we, I, I never knew. Mm-hmm. I always thought that defensive coordinators, like you look at some of them and they're, they're absolutely insane. Like a Bud Foster and a Brent Venables, of course, are the two you think of. And, and you think Brent leaving is going to be important, but it's not going to be world beating important. This defense has not looked the same. This defense has not looked the same at all. And when you think about some of the concepts that Venables used to roll with, oh my God, it was it was scary. It was flat out scary. And now you got, you know, eh, I'm not seeing anything that I'm looking at from them that I'm like, oh wow, that's that's revolutionary on on defense. And then you go over to the offense and you're running bubble screens on third and one when your backs are averaging over five yards of carry. Don't get me started on that guy's, crap. You're not doing your guys favors. You're not putting your guys in position. Phil Moffa is listed at two thirty five. That's a, that's a real, uh, that's a Tinder profile, 235, okay? That, that's not a real deal. I step on the scale today. <laughs> that's not a, I step on the scale today and it says 235, 235. So, you know, they're not, they're not doing uh, them any favors. And, and my guy, I've, I've got to, and I hate to pile on the guy that's hurt right now, but we talked about him earlier in the episode. Phil Jacovic, come on down, brother. We got you going back home, hometown kid. You know, you made good at Boston College after transferring from Notre Dame. And then, you you know, things didn't work out there. Things kind of went downhill. And we all saw the writing on the wall for BC to be terrible this year. So you go to a team that, you know, hey, they're going to give me a chance to contend. They got some weapons up there. You've been the problem. It's been you. It's It's been you. 51%, and, man. 51%. And, don't lie. And and then to, to sit here and, and even beyond that – when asked about how do you feel about the fans booing, well, you're a grown-ass man booing me at the game. You need to take a look at yourself. Brother, fan is short for fanatic. That's what they're going to do. They're going to cheer you on like no other when you're balling, and they go, the boo birds will be out when you're stinking up the place. Also, Phil, you've been in college for 23. I mean, for uh, five years, you're 23. You're a grown-ass man. What are we doing here, Phil? What are we doing, brother? Like, I'm I'm a person who I got accustomed to the nature of, of ball and the fans when I was about 11, 12 years old. I knew like, oh, okay, this is the nature of this. When you're doing great, everybody's going to love you. When you're struggling, you're going to be the worst thing in the world. Your jokes ain't funny. Your old lady ain't pretty. Your unibrow is growing in. That's just how it's going to go when all of a sudden you aren't playing well. And so for you to be at this stage and understand that you're playing in a multi-billion dollar game and, and complain about fans those fans you don't know what they spent to come to that game you don't know how much they care about and and you can't even own the fact hey you know the performance that we put out we deserve to be booed or no comment that's the easy go-to how do you feel about fans booing no comment no comment on that you know it's it's that lack of responsibility that's just like it, it feels like you lack the leadership to take over a locker room and lead them to the promised land it, it feels like the you know you need to i know she's big news in football right now because of travis kelsey taylor swift anti-hero it's me hi i'm the problem it's me you need to have that moment brother you need to have that moment phil uh so that's just my thought there anywho 
Brian, tell the folks where they can find your work. And please know, I know that y'all are wondering where Candace is. She is not gone permanently. She is traveling, doing really, really great work. So uh, she's doing really, really great work in her personal life right now and traveling and doing all that stuff. So Brian is going to be on again next week to talk some recruiting and get in depth on what players are going where, which players in a few years we're going to be cheering for, and, and which ones we're going to be rooting against and whatnot in a few years. But, Brian, tell the folks where they can find your work before you get you out. At FBScout underscore Florida. That's my main Twitter handle. And, you know, for you Florida State fans out there, I do have a Locked on Seminoles podcast, and it is on Twitter at LO underscore Seminoles. Let's get it, man. It's uh, This is the fun time of the year. Kent and I love talking football and recruiting. Let's have some fun. Absolutely. And you know, with basketball season coming, both of us got to, we, we going to have to kind of feel our way through the darkness because neither one of us know what our team going to be. You know, my team is about 50% transfers and coach Hamilton over there as much as we love them. We don't know. It's the time. Oh, it's the time for us to hang them up yet. You know what I mean? So thank you all so very much for coming around and sticking with us. We appreciate it. Like, follow, subscribe, t- leave us comments. Tell us how good we look. Tell us how bad we look. Tell us how bad we sound. Tell us how great we sound. Don't matter to me. Just tell us something, baby. Anywho, we appreciate y'all. We'll see you again soon on the next episode of Locked on ACC.